Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. So we're talking about the command of Christ to practice secret disciplines. This is part two of our four-part series on this command. Gabe, do you want to go ahead and read the verses that where we get this um, command from? So, yes, the command, practice secret disciplines, obviously is derived from Jesus's words in um, Matthew chapter 6. So he didn't say the exact words, practice secret disciplines, but he did give us a number of different disciplines that we're supposed to practice in secret. And so I'm just going to read those verses here. Um, So in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 1, the first um, secret discipline, if you will, that we're supposed to be practicing is giving, right? It says, take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward if you're Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Then we see the second secret discipline that we're going to look at, and that is prayer. And it says, and when thou prayest, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And then we're going to skip down to verse 16 to see the third secret discipline we're going to look at, and it says this, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. It's interesting, Gabe, that when Jesus gives these different disciplines— giving, praying, fasting. He doesn't say, if you do them. It's more indicated when you do them. And I think that's important because if we are, if our heart and our desire is to get to know someone, there's going to be certain things that we're going to need to do to pursue them. We're going to need to spend time with them. We're going to need to listen to them. We're going to need to talk to them. Well, in like manner, giving, praying, and fasting is before, and doing it before our Father, which is in heaven, is kind of, in, in some ways, cultivating that intimate relationship with the Lord, wouldn't you say? That's good to see, as we mentioned in our last episode, that the purpose of these secret disciplines is to cultivate relationship with our Heavenly Father in secret, right? To realize that we're living for Him and unto Him and for our relationship with Him. And I think what you said is so good that you brought out that it doesn't say, like, but thou, if thou prayest. It says, but thou, when thou prayest, right? Already assuming that we're taking this time to pursue um, our relationship with the Lord to pray, to fast, to give that we're that 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 it's assuming that we're that we're walking in those things. Then it's giving us instruction in not doing it before men, but doing it before God, and that is so critical. I also think it's significant that it says, "Take heed." 
Yeah, right. I like it talks that. about take heed it's that you like do a not warning. your arms. Yes, right. Yes, like take heed that you do not your arms before a man. Like, like in other words, be aware of this that we because sometimes even as Christians we can it can in our communities or in our in our churches even it can be easy to slip into this. Um, looking for the praise of man. You know, I want people to think of me as a godly person, so I want them to know I pray for mm, amount of time per day, you know, and so we make sure that somehow they find out, or, 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 or we give and make sure, you know, enough people are watching, look, we gave this week, you know, or whatever it is. It can be easy, even as believers, we may do it more subtly than that, but to start looking for the praise that comes from men. But I think what we need to see is, is that as believers, we don't live before men, we live before God. That's right. And that we would take heed, that we would beware of, of that fleshly tendency and instead walk by the Spirit and to pursue, to give in secret, to pray in secret, to fast in secret, caring most of all for our Heavenly Father. And I don't think it's so much the idea. I think what it's getting at really is the heart. Because there's sometimes where you give and you can't help but somebody sees or pray right. and somebody notices that you were praying or whatever. But really, I think it's getting at the heart of that you weren't giving so that you could be seen and get praise from man. Or you weren't praying so that people would know you were a prayerful person. It's like, no, it, it gets to the heart. You were doing these things before your Heavenly Father as part of your relationship with Him, for Him, and not for the praise of other people. And I think it's interesting that one of the places and it, that, that the Pharisees are doing these things to be seen of men mm-hmm. is in the synagogue. And in many ways, that was the place where people came to worship the Lord. And how true, Gabe, is it that when we are going about, whether it's at our church time or fellowshipping with other believers, where it's 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 so easy to slip into that mentality of, you know, of just of doing things or putting on a show or looking like you know we're we're making it to the the Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night services. Like it's like we, we we've got it down. We're doing this consistently, but yet. And, and those things may not be bad, but at the same time, it's like, why do we do them? Is it for the recognition of our Heavenly Father? So we have the Pharisees doing this in the house of God, but then also they go out to the street corners. So it's not just among the other Israelites that are worshiping God, but it's also on the street corners that they go out and they make this declaration. They're giving um, and bringing a lot of attention to themselves. And so whether it's at the grocery store or in church, this temptation, it's easy to fall in, to, to, to fall into this temptation of, well, did they see that? Did they recognize that? Who noticed? And even though we wouldn't, Gabe, I don't think we go about saying that, you know, like, everybody look at me, you know, type thing. But it's so, the heart the heart, like you're talking about, is so easy to go that way. It really is. And I think what you're getting at is that we're not supposed to be living for the recognition of men. And one of the things God frees us from in these commands is living to be recognized by men because it really is a bondage to be living anxious about what other people think and do people recognize me and do people notice me. It's like, no, to be free from living for the recognition of men and living only for the recognition of our Heavenly Father mm-hmm. that we have in Christ and our relationship with Him. And there is, there is freedom in that, and I love how you put that. One thing I want to note that is an interesting phrase that Jesus uses, he says, and left not your left hand, know what your right hand is doing. And he's specifically saying that in context with giving alms. And one of the questions, Gabe, that just instantly pops up in my mind is like, 
well, how is that possible? And again, I think this is a picture. It's a picture of the heart. It's kind of like we're called to give. We're told to give. We're actually commanded to give, to pray, and to fast. And so while we're commanded to do that, it's like, what is our heart? And yes, we might be seen by others. Yes, um, people might recognize, but is our heart to do it for the Lord? It's kind of like on one hand, say the left hand is more of our kind of our our physical side and the right hand is kind of more of the spiritual side. And it's like, yes, the Lord has to use our physical, you know, mind, our physical body, our physical, you know, abilities to go and carry out these disciplines. But on, but yet at, in the same token, we're crucified with Christ. We don't live to ourselves. We live under Christ. And so it's like, we are just the conduit. We are just the vessel, if you will, to accomplish these things, whether it's praying or giving or fasting. It's Christ who works through us. It's not for the purpose of us getting recognition. It's for the purpose of recognizing and glorifying the Lord. And what we've seen here is that God wants us to practice our disciplines in secret. And so we have to ask the question, why in secret? Why is this so important? Why is God calling us to practicing these disciplines in secret? And I think it helps for us to see something about the character and nature of our Heavenly Father because the way we view God has a big impact on our relationship with Him. Yes. And so, and I think there's an aspect of, of who God is and how He works that's really helpful for us to understand the answer of why God wants us to practice these disciplines in secret. You know, a question is, is because our view of God is so important, Do we view God in such a way that is his desire to reveal himself? Is God's desire to reveal himself to us? Or is God's desire to hide himself? And of course, all of us would say, well, God's desire to reveal himself, which is true. But then there's this verse, Nate, this really interesting verse in Isaiah 45 that says this. It says in Isaiah 45, 15, thinking about the question, is God's desire to hide himself or is God's desire to reveal himself? It says, Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. And it's like, wait a second, what does that mean? You know, we know God's desire to reveal himself from other places in Scripture, but now we have a verse saying that God is a God that hides himself. What does that mean? But I think one of the reasons we struggle to understand what it means is because we don't always understand the purpose for hiding things, right? Why do you hide something? Oftentimes the response is, well, you hide it so that nobody will find it. But that's not actually true, Mm -hmm. right? You don't hide something so that it cannot be found. You actually hide something so that it can be found by the right people and not by the wrong ones, right? Um, If you were to hide something and you couldn't find it and nobody else could find it, that would not be hiding it. That would be (laughs) losing it. And we all may have had odd times where we hid something and then forgot where we hid it and nobody found it. But really, you do not hide something so that it cannot be found. You hide something so that it can be found by the right people. And we need to see... Here in Isaiah 45, where it says God is a God that hides himself, God does not hide himself so that he cannot be found. He actually hides himself so that he can be found by the right people. Who are the right people? Nate, it's those that seek him. That's right. Scripture says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, if you seek me, the Lord says, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so God is calling us to seek him. And here's part of the reason I think it is this way, is that when we seek the Lord and we find him, there's an intimacy cultivated between us and him that couldn't 
come any other way. That's right. Yes, God's desire is to reveal himself. Yes, God wants to show himself to us, but he's a God that hides himself, not so that he cannot be found, because he's drawing us to where he's hiding, right? Not so that we cannot be found, but so that he can be found by those who seek him. Mm-hmm. So, of course, then the next question is, well, if God is a God that hides himself, where does God hide? And I think we find at least part of the answer in the very verses we're looking at on this command. And that's where it says, but thou, here in Matthew 6, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall ward thee openly. So where does God hide? In your closet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean and, and we all run to the closet. <laughs> right. So not, not necessarily literally in your closet, but God hides. Scripture says your Father which is in secret. Right? In the same place you would hide things, God hides himself in mm-hmm. secret, right? And mm-hmm. so if we want to seek him and find him, we should pursue him in secret, right? It says mm-hmm. in Psalm 91, it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. And I think now we see the kind of some of the why behind the practice secret disciplines, and specifically the one on prayer, where it says, but thou when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, right? And it's interesting, it says, but thou when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, right? It's like, and even you don't physically get into the closet, although I have before, I don't think I could fit my closet right now, but, but I have before, but you get into the closet, you shut the door, you closet yourself away from the things of the world, and you pursue the Lord in secret, and not just rushing on with the busy things of life, and, and, and just go, 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 but taking time to practice secret disciplines, to turn aside from the busy things of life, to seek and find our Heavenly Father in secret. And I think pursuing Him in secret, while if we haven't done that before, that may seem a little awkward, but when we do press in, when we do go and pursue Him in secret, we will find Him. And that finding him, like you were saying, Gabe, is so intimate. And it's, it's glorious. It's glorious and it's so precious, but it's only for those that seek him in secret. And but I love the flip side to this coin. So it's not just that the Christian life is one of secrecy, but that's where it starts. And that's where that intimacy and that relationship and that getting to know God starts is in that closet, hidden, alone. It's just you and God. It's like you and your closest friend. This is where that intimacy starts. But then the flip side of that coin is, and he will reward you openly. Not necessarily the emphasis being on God, God's reward being showcasing us, but I think it's actually God showcasing himself through us and in us. And I think many ways that is the reward. And so for our listeners, are you pursuing that secret place? God can be found and will be found if we, we do what Jeremiah says, we seek him with all of our heart. Don't get caught up in what man thinks. Don't get caught up in what other people think. Go to the closet. Get alone with God. Seek God for yourself and you will find him. That is a promise. God always holds true to his promises. And so we hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. In our upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about how do we practically walk out this? How do we do this command? And hopefully give you a few tools to apply to your life 
that might help as you seek to practice secret disciplines. God bless you all, and we look forward to you joining us on our upcoming episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.